0: Welcome back to our listeners. You are tuning in to Keeping Up With Your Wellness. This is wonderful wellness segment that we play here on the 360 Network for Women channels. And I have with us today a special guest, Olga Gertz, intuitive movement facilitator, postpartum nutrition coach, and mom of three. And we're going to speak on the topic of uh, movement and nutrition after having kids. So welcome, Olga.
1: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank <laughs> you so much for being here. It's not often I get to engage with all these mom conversations. I'm also a mom of two, although mine are probably older than yours. I'm in the teen and tween phase, but you know, nutrition is always... You know, something that changed, you know, our bodies changed so much after having kids. And then me, of course, I am in that midlife zone where I'm about to take a lot of other turns. Right. So I think you, you get to wait on that one, Yes, <laughs> but it's, it's ongoing for women. You know, we're, we're always dealing with uh, changes in our bodies. And then there's always new nutrition highlights and what to embrace, what to stay away from. So I'm excited to have this conversation more on a mom topic and uh, go ahead and yeah, fill me in, intuitive movement facilitator. Tell me what that is exactly.
1: Yeah, so um, thanks for that introduction. I, um, yeah, I, I, like you said, we all, even moms of young kids, older kids, we all have our unique set of challenges, right? Um, Once our kids start to become a little bit more independent, we, might have a little bit more time for ourselves, but then we have these other bigger worries um, and it still never really ends. We still feel very much tied um, to them. And so the reason why I started doing the work that I do now in intuitive movement was to help moms at any stage really, um, it doesn't have to be immediately postpartum, but I, I found that as moms, we go through this massive body, um, change. And not only does our physical body change and like, kind of blows up like a balloon and then deflates. And then we're just like, okay, how do we interact and um, be in this new body? Um, Not only those physical changes, but also the huge life shift of learning um, what it's like now to to be a mom um, and how to how to live Differently, but also in tune with our bodies again. Um, You know, I nursed my kids for for years. My my first one, I nursed him for three years. The second my second pregnancy and birth was a set of twins. So I nursed them for a year. So also, once we get our body back, so to speak, um, what does that mean? Right. Um, In terms of our um, sensuality, in terms of feeling really confident about ourselves again, um, in terms of Yeah, just like that bodily confidence. Um, I find some women really struggle with that. Uh, And I myself, I had to find my strength again, I found that I lost a lot of strength um, through having my kids and then I had to gain it back in some respect. So intuitive movement is kind of a mix of yoga and dance. It's a combination of both. And there's some the intuitive part means that it's not a rigid thing that you're following i'm not guiding like this rigid aerobics class Um, i'm giving you guidance but you are welcome to step out of that guided box and experiment with movement in your own way Um, and the reason i love to do this is so that women can feel that sense of intuition of where does my body want to go how does my body want to move Um, And they're just free it it allows them that freedom and liberation to explore themselves their bodies in a very, um, in a new way for a lot of women. It's like dancing in your living room with a little bit more structure, and a little bit more like goddess energy like. how do I explain that? You would have to kind of see it, but um, yeah, but it's just like a mix of, of it's a dance yoga fusion um, situation. So I found it helped me to to you know get into yoga after I had my kids. And then through yoga, I was like, this is a little bit more, this is a little bit too rigid for me. I love yoga. I love, pra- I love the practice. I became a yoga teacher trainer, but I really, I've always wanted more. I always wanted to take a step out of the box. I always was moved by music. Um, and so this is a way for you to also be moved by music and not necessarily have to be in those standard shapes and forms and just in confinement, right? We're, we're confined enough as women in society. So let's liberate ourselves out of forms a little bit and see how that feels, because that might bring up a lot of really interesting feelings, emotions, unleash some parts of us might help with trauma healing, you know, like all of these things.
0: <laughs> um. So I was automatically thinking, you know, wow, it's great to also integrate your children and fitness, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, as they get a little bit older, you can actually do things with your kids. But then when I was specifically thinking of yoga, um, I've done family yoga before and I actually found myself until my kids got older, I found myself very distracted by other people's children, usually running around. That's the one thing that I would like to do myself. Because Mm -hmm. yoga, I think also has to do so much with your mindset, clearing that headspace. And you can't do that with a toddler (laughs) running around Um, or extra noise. I mean, my kids were a little bit older, but we did a, a family yoga and, you know, I embrace it. You know, kids of all ages, it was family time, but there was a little, some little kids running around and parents were pulling. I'm like, how are they getting anything out of this experience? Mm-hmm. And we chose not to go back to that particular class. Cause I was certainly looking for something a little more calming, nothing against, Hey, I've been in that space too, running after kids too, but yoga is probably that one uh, way of fitness that I don't care for the combo. I think there's a lot of other spaces where you can dance with your kids and do some other types of fitness. Do you have specific su- suggestions where you can actually kind of incorporate, you know, family
1: into a fitness regimen? Yeah, that's a really good question. To be honest, for me, I never really had a choice during the pandemic when I had my twins to go anywhere to escape to like all the yoga studios were closed. So I was kind of just forced into doing things at home. And at first it was, you know, I think for all of us, it was, we got a little resentful about it, but then eventually, um, the idea of doing things in the home, we just found different ways of creating spaces for ourselves that we can have that little bit of a sneak away time. Um, and so, I'll speak to both things. Uh, on the one hand, there is always the opportunity to shift the, the energy in your home by turning on music that you like, that your kids can dance to, that you can dance to, that we can um, do a little bit of a yoga slash aerobics type th- thing with your kids. Um, you can honestly turn on a Zumba class on your on your TV and do that instead of watching cartoons. And that will allow you to have movement along with your kids. and. This is the thing, like it doesn't have to be an hour long and it won't be with your kids. So just give yourself that grace and be like, okay, we're gonna do a 10 to 15 minute dance party. Um, let's do that. And that time where you wanna sneak away and you actually do want some one-on-one time and you have somebody to take care of your kids for a moment, again, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, um, if that's all you have, then just have one small space where all you put down is a yoga mat, that it's already always there, maybe a couple of blocks, um, and just make it really simple and accessible for yourself to go there and do that. Don't even bother, I would say, changing your clothes. Like just do it in what you're wearing, because the more roadblocks we put between us and doing that mindfulness exercise or that workout, the less likely it is actually going to happen so the more you can eliminate those roadblocks put the mat already there it's always there keep that place clear for you like no toys in this particular square box in one room in your house um the more that you can actually have that you time um amongst the chaos maybe even put in some headphones so you don't have to hear the kids screaming or put them on a you know on a show during that time um so yeah i wanted to speak to both of those because i very much The dance parties with my kids were always happening outside inside um there was always something i the music i found as soon as i was starting to feel oh this day is getting really long like i i would forget the power of music and sound to completely change the vibration of our whole experience our whole day i was like why am i not listening to more music and so once i started to incorporate that back into my life it really shifted things and it really gave me an opportunity to at any point of the day like we're shifting the vibe now it's going to be more fun or now it's going to be more peaceful or or tribal or whatever we're going to bang with sticks on the ground to this drumming beat you know um so yeah that's kind of the the strategies i used
0: it's funny how you said don't even bother changing your clothes because you're right getting dressed in workout gear is is half of the chore and half of the commitment and you have no idea how many times i've actually said out loud well I almost went to the gym. I got dressed for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I almost worked out. And then I got caught up with something else. My intention was to go to the gym. I got in my headspace. I got dressed for it. And then I checked emails and didn't leave the house. So it's more important rather than changing and thinking about it. Just go pick something up. No matter what you're wearing, yeah. maybe take the heels off. If, you, <laughs> if totally. that's been your, <laughs> totally. if that's where you're coming from. Let's shift to nutrition. How about uh, best practices for nutrition after having kids?
1: Yeah, so this is something that um, completely I thought I was knowledgeable about when I had my first um, baby. Um, and at that point, I had been vegetarian vegetarian and or vegan for about a decade and I had my first and I had a vegetarian pregnancy and afterwards I had a very very hard time coming back to my strength like I said like to feel strong again to feel um nourished to feel um like I really felt depleted I felt that there was something missing um and so when I I I really changed my diet when I was when I was you know uh pregnant with my twins and then postpartum and even though i had a mass massive blood loss after i had my twins and it was a much more intense um birth experience in some ways in some ways yes in some ways no um and it was very challenging as well because we had one twin in the NICU and one twin at home i had to drive back and forth every single day between the hospital and home to nurse the two twins separately and pump milk separately it was a whole wild ride of circus, um, my postpartum time. However, because I was more um, educated in nutrition at that point, I was able to get my strength back and my energy a lot faster. I was able to replenish my hemoglobin after I had all that blood loss um, by like really diving into animal foods more, things like um, organ meats, which is something that people hate eating in North America because we're like, that's disgusting. Um, but honestly, that dense amount of nutrition The nutrition density of your food needs to be elevated when you're both pregnant and postpartum so that's what I would really focus on Uh, i'm not huge on supplements, unless you absolutely have to. um, Because they're just not as absorbable as real food, so I really focus on real food for women, I really focus on encouraging them to get the highest density nutrition possible in those. Year at least year after having kids, but especially the immediate postpartum and during pregnancy Um, and so high density, I would say is my, my top recommendation. Um, and also this is hard for some people because after my first baby, I totally lived off of like smoothies and even salads and stuff. And I thought that that was healthy, that that was a healthy way to eat. But then I found out through studies and doing, um, my postpartum nutrition certification that raw fruits and veggies, and things like smoothies and cold foods are actually, and this is like very prominent in the Eastern traditions, Um, people don't eat those postpartum in many countries, like in in China, in uh, India, like women are in Ayurvedic practices, women are encouraged to eat warm foods. Like, so really keeping it warm, like no ice cold drinks, no ice cold smoothies um nothing like that and fruits are often off the table because they are not as digestible they're not as high density um and they actually throw our gut into a little bit of turmoil um and then we suffer as a consequence and then people end up with autoimmune issues and all sorts of things down the line um and so cooked foods warm foods Oily foods high protein foods to rebuild your body back um, because your gut actually does go into a massive state of shock after having babies and it's rebuilding everything back um you know your uterus is is changing shapes it's come it's becoming smaller, um, you are you know, getting ba- your hemoglobin back, you're rebuilding your blood. There's just so much that happens after you just raised a baby in your belly for a year, for nine months, almost a year, right? Um, and so we wanna really nourish the gut, give it a chance to recover and not throw a bunch of things at it that it's not going to process as well. So that was a massive light bulb moment for me. I didn't know any, a lot of these things um, before I did this training and I continued eating that way until a lot of my mental health stuff cleared up. So I still had anxiety um, postpartum. And once I continued eating in this manner, like really high density nutrition, avoiding the things that didn't digest well, even my anxiety cleared up. So that was just a massive awakening and shift in my point of view towards nutrition.
0: That's interesting how you went from, you said vegan also, right? Vegan and vegetarian? Yeah and then started going back to meets. And it's funny how our thought process changes so much after we have kids. It wasn't until I had kids, did I really pay attention to labels? Honestly, Mm. it's like, you know, I was Mm -hmm. like super thin in my twenties and even my thirties before having kids. And I mean, I got back into shape and everything, but, um, I always associated labels and calories and, you know, reading the box with weight. And because I was always thin, I didn't worry about it. I'm like, I can eat whatever I want. And then it was when I had kids, I'm like, ah, it's the ingredients, not the calories, you know, when you really started paying more attention to, I mean, I eat so much healthier now that I cook for a family, (laughs) you know, and I had, I'm so much more aware of, Pesticides. I mean, I, I, you know, you start with the um, clean 15 and dirty dozen, honestly. If, if you really wanna go there, just start with clean 15, dirty dozen. For those of you who don't know what that means, Google it. It's just, you know, what best fruits and vegetables to go organic, the ones that aren't necessary um, necessarily because there is a big influx and in spend, but think of uh, thick skin. Thick skin, not necessarily do you need to go organic. But, um, you know, you mentioned smoothies. It's funny. Should you resist certain foods during, pre- I mean, well, we all have that list and I don't want to give out medical advice. Um, What about resisting those cravings? My second pregnancy was all about the smoothie, <laughs> fruit juice yeah, I constantly. You. I was craving, Or maybe it was my first pregnancy. I think my first pregnancy was fruit juice. I could not get enough fruit juice. My second mm. one, I craved tomatoes anything, mm-hmm. add a tomato. So you were talking about smoothies afterward. What about during pregnancy? Was that something I should have maybe resisted a little
1: bit? Um, well, during pregnancy, like in She's some genius, cultures.
0: So I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> She's a
1: healthy genius. So whatever I did was
0: was wonderful. No, I'm kidding.
1: Uh, no, I, uh, I, your gut is not in the same, in the same state of distress during pregnancy as it is afterwards, so it's not the same thing. Um, Your body is really in a state of shock and trauma after having a baby, no matter how peaceful your birth is. And I want to put that in there because some women think like, oh, I had a glorious birth, like no complications, everything kind of, you know, I felt pretty good. Like one week after I had a vaginal birth, everything was great. Um, maybe even no tears. It doesn't matter. Your your body still just underwent a really intense physiological change and shift. And now your hormones are just going like you are getting massive amount of prolactin hormone in order to be able to breastfeed. Like everything is shifting and changing in your body. And in order to manage those hormonal natural, these hormonal shifts are natural, right? This is what happens when we have a baby and we need to lactate and all of this, the body needs to go through this very intense shift. Um, but we absolutely, um, need to support the body in doing that by kind of avoiding some of those cold and non-digestible things during your pregnancy is not quite the same. Um, if, if anybody wants, if, if anybody is pregnant or is planning on getting pregnant, I would definitely read Lily Nichols, uh, books and, even dive into some of her works because this is what i used to support my pregnancy because she actually a lot of the standard advice that even obese will give you around nutrition during pregnancy it's all kind of a sham and not really supported by evidence even things like fish even things like some of the cheeses they say not to eat like there's certain things that are actually been proven since since those recommendations came about they were proven incorrect and they're still recommending them and so I would definitely read her book because then you could really go into the nitty-gritty of what should i eat what shouldn't i eat smoothies not really a problem when you're pregnant it's in some cultures they would claim yes like it's totally cultural bias too right um you know i had a i had a friend who ha- was um on a diplomatic mission in in china and she was um giving birth there and she was it was hot it was like super hot it was in the middle of summer and no ac in the hospital and they would not let her like they would attack her for drinking cold water because it's just in the eastern tradition in chinese medicine you absolutely do not put anything cold in the body when you are pregnant but that is like a huge just like cultural bias Is it supported by a massive amount of evidence i'm not exactly sure i can't really answer that question um but if your body was craving something in the smoothies, there's a reason for that, right? And so that that element and that balance of, yes, reading the nutritional books and advice and the people that we trust, like the women that we trust that are have done all this research for us, so we don't have to. And then there's like your intuition, right? So just that balance between the two and your body is, if it's really craving something, there's probably something in those smoothies that you really, really, really needed or your baby really, really needed. So that yeah. totally makes sense.
0: Yeah, I just listened to my body. I didn't crave anything Hmm. too weird. (laughs) I just like couldn't get enough. So um, Olga, as we wrap up here, I want to make sure, you know, in our show notes, I'm going to include everything, including it looks like you have a YouTube channel. I want to hear about that. But also, what's the best way to connect with you for our radio only listeners?
1: Yeah, so um, I am on Instagram um, at, at... Um, Sorry, I have so many different channels and Facebook groups. You know what? The best way is to be a part of my Facebook group called Fiercely Aligned Women on Facebook. Um, And I also have, I don't know if that's a part of this, but I have a freebie as well. Um, If you enter my Facebook group, um, that's an intuitive movement journey. That's a 20-minute journey. That's super fun. Um, You can also find me on Instagram, aligned__mama__moves. And you could see some of my you could see what intuitive movement actually means
0: <laughs> let's, highlight, um, let's highlight that freebie
1: yeah yeah for sure i can send it right along
0: yeah so i can put that in show notes but if you join the facebook group you'll have access to that as well and then also find the rest of your social channels
1: absolutely yeah and I'll what, and what is that. the
0: youtube channel is that the movements
1: yeah so it's um no that's not so much movement but so it's called natural sanity mama and Basically, what I do is I interview guests. It's similar to a YouTube channel, but I really like to see people's, uh, sorry, similar to a podcast, but I like to see people's faces. So I decided to go with the YouTube channel. Uh, And I interview women, moms, uh, people that are mm, speaking about holistic health basically whatever that means um and it's called natural sanity mama because i really want to support women's mental health in all of these different ways so there's talks on on women's nutrition in there there's talks on um you know living in sync with your menstrual cycle things like that that will really support you living your best life as a woman with your cycles with everything that you are as a woman (laughs) basically
0: wonderful i like watching people's faces also when i can And actually do so. But otherwise, I like the audio, and you and I are joining each other. I am like totally makeup free today, which is why I also (laughs) prefer no video because I'm I'm, I'm masking. It's a weekend you and I are getting together right now, and I am cleansing.
1: (laughs) Yes, I hear that.
0: But that's wonderful. Yeah, I'll include that link also in show notes. So, Olga, thank you so much for being here with me today. It's been a wonderful conversation. It's kind of bringing up some memories of pregnancy. Mm. It's a little nostalgia for me. Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. So uh, thank you again. And this has been Keeping Up With Your Wellness.